Bonjour, 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 and welcome to Sink Floyd, the, the only podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and sitting on your head, controlling your arms, it's your co-host of the co-most, oh no, James Barron. <laughs> oh, bonjour, Gareth. Je suis Ooh. James Barron. <laughs> Qui est celeste bébé? Et vraiment, c'est moi! <laughs> Whoa. I'm not going to keep you. speaking French the whole uh, show. Also, what I said basically made no sense, but that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Very bibliotech. Yeah, I just said, uh, who is that ugly baby? Hey, that baby's <laughs> me! <laughs> is that the plot to your, like, um, weird short film? <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 it's a short conversation that uh, my mum learned uh, to say in French. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, speaking of French, though, what did we watch? We watched bloody Ratatouille this Ratatouille. This, this week. Uh, yeah, what a film. It's arguably right? the best Pixar film, you said. I, yeah, I'll stand by that. I thought more about it, and it's like, oh, I'd say, like, Inside Out and like wally they reach further mm. but the points where they don't grasp what they reach maybe lets them down in a way that ratatouille maybe doesn't reach as far but it gets everything in its little rat paws and it brings it home and mixes <laughs> it together yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah i would I agree with that yeah i think that's what i mean when i say something's a perfect movie is that oh. it doesn't yeah it does exactly what it needs to do Whereas yeah. there's movies I like more that do, that try something that they didn't need to do and like succeed or don't succeed. But yeah. Yeah. It's my uh, Ratatouille thoughts. What's your relationship with Ratatouille? Uh, I don't have a very strong relationship with Ratatouille. It came out like 2007 though? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember seeing it in cinema. I think I only saw Ratatouille like uh, a few years ago, like three or so years ago for the first time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I did really love it, of course. It's a really, really yeah. good movie. Um, yeah, I didn't expect to like it as much as I thought I would because it's just such a bizarre concept on paper, you know? Yeah. Like, Rat controls a French man <laughs> to become <laughs> the world's greatest chef. Yeah. Like, like, the person in the Pixar offices pitching that one must have got some funny looks, like, at the yeah. very least. But then, apparently, didn't all of their big pitches happen in one, like, meeting? Yeah, that's where what I've someone, heard. Yeah. Someone was like, old man flies away off balloons. Uh, yeah. Robot. Last robot. What kind of fever dream was this meeting? Like, what, <laughs> yeah. what was going on? They just, like, had unlimited jelly beans in the centre of the table. And were just, <laughs> yeah. like, scoffing them all and just saying random nonsense things. <laughs> House flies away with balloons. I don't know. Mouthful uh, of jelly beans. Feelings, what are they up to? What are they about? I've got so many feelings, Gareth. You would have felt so bad being the guy who's like, oh man, I'm going to wow them. Cars, what if they could talk? This is going to be so weird, so strange. And then like, <laughs> nah, they're getting weirder. Nothing, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. They had to go home and rethink their like whole perspective. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And their car uh, as well. Just to add yeah. insult to injury. <laughs> Their car's like, how, how was it? And he's just like, mm. I mean, we're getting it made. We're getting three of them made, but I don't know, man. <laughs> Wait, the, their car actually can talk? It's like a Knight Rider situation. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Voiced by Owen Wilson as well. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Owen Wilson and Knight Rider would be so weird. Yeah. Wow. He could play both the roles. That'd be amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> like he's talking to himself? Yeah. Oh my god. That's great. Okay. Actually, I would pay. I would kick kickstart kickstart yeah. i would kickstart a film that's every actor is owen wilson and it's a reboot of knight rider <laughs> i would probably pitch in some amount of money for that yeah yeah cool um, all yeah. right should we let's actually... add that to our patreon should we actually talk about this film this rat film this rat oh, yes. movie gareth <laughs> it sounds like such a good insult your rat movie the rat movie um, i love it I love talking. I love rats in general. I, I think they're underappreciated animals. Yeah. Did you watch um, Pixar's side piece? Side piece. <laughs> side piece for this film. Um, your friend the rat. I did not. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Very really good. That Pixar had a side piece. For Pixar's one. got a few side pieces. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Don't tell its main. Its main yeah. chick. The Cars franchise. Oh wow. Um, Cheating on them with all these other rat movies. Yeah. Damn. No, uh, that's essentially this. it's a two pretty much 2d animation where remy and emil just talk about how cool rats are and it's cool really good all right it's 12 minutes long so i guess you could sync it with shine on you crazy diamond and oh. yeah have a good time all right i might do that and report back Who oh knows? please do because <laughs> the audience are going to want more rat content after we've done what i'm threatening to be a 10 hour episode all right yeah, it could well yeah. be. I don't know what we're in for. I don't know what like kind of antics Gareth has planned, but I'm I'm excited to find out. Oh no, I'm expecting a show, um, <laughs> and probably so are the listeners. So should we get to it? Uh oh. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, yeah. This film starts with like it's like a sort of Chef Gusto biopic piece with like we zoom in on like a little television and mm. Chef Gusto's like. His life is playing out. Uh, it's, yeah, we're just, like, getting the history of his, like, French cuisine restaurant and philosophy, etc. Um, yeah. And then there's, like, a slow zoom on the farmhouse where Remy's, like, busting out the window. And we get, like... I love it when movies do this, like, going, like, hey, that's that's me. I bet yeah. you wonder how I got in this situation. <laughs> Like this All film, that's missing is the record scratch, yeah. Right, yeah. Like, this film legitimately does that. <laughs> yeah. It's really silly, but I kind of like it. I'm okay yeah. with it. And um, it's he, worth noting um, the speak to me ends exactly when the TV stuff ends. Yeah. And Breathe kicks in once we meet, like, our characters. Yeah. Our character. Yeah, we, we get introduced to Remy and his family and just basically yeah. talking about how shit uh rat life is <laughs> yeah it does not look fun yeah um notable fact here remy like protects his rat family by being able to de- detect the smell of rat poison in food yeah. in the garbage that they eat um and yeah he has like a big argument with his dad about stealing garbage there's like a like through line of anti-stealing in this movie which is interesting yeah yeah and it's interesting because Remy's pro-stealing in general. He just doesn't want to steal the bad stuff. Yeah, I guess so. Like, yeah. mm, it's there's, like, definite, like, uh, this with, like, stealing from good people to ha- for, like, to help other people is, like, an interesting through line. That isn't really yeah. explored that deeply, but I think it's, like, I wish they'd gotten into, like, the morality of this a little more. But, yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Here's, like, well, an it's internal... interesting... 
Yes, you're about to say the eternal like because he starts to hallucinate Gusto. Yeah, and I always like it's really <laughs> this is how deeply this film affects me. I find it hard to hold the idea in my head that Gusto is just a projection of Remy, even though they outright say it like a billion times. Yeah. So it, I'm like, oh, Gusto doesn't want him to steal, but it's actually Remy knows you shouldn't steal, and ah. Yeah, it's like a part of his like subconscious. It's really. Yeah. Honestly, the whole, like, ghost Gaston thing is really well handled in this movie. And yes. that it's, like, yeah, it is projected just straight from his imagination and is, like, mentioned a whole lot that, like, uh, like, Gaston, uh, when he finds out he has a son, like, yeah. partway through the movie, like, freaks out and, like, because it's a revelation to Remy rather than, because Gaston would have known. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I, like, I yeah. love that kind of thing. Really clever. Mm. But, yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, argument with his dad, uh, and then he's like doing his. Uh, he wants to make some yummy food. He get, finds like some cheese or something, like yeah. Emil does, and then um, his brother, brother, uh, sneaking around. Uh, he goes sneaking around inside the house to some on the run, Gareth. Yeah, good sneaking track, I find. Good, yeah, good rat sneaking. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Better rat sneaking than in Mouse Hunt. Uh, like on par. Okay. I would say, yeah. like, I would say that this is a better animated rat. Yes, in general, yeah. like it's a more stylized rat, but they really do like get the like skittery, quick nature of the animal. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, like it's yeah, it's not like realistic, like the um the realistic in style, like they were drawing with Mouse Hunt, but um yeah yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks good. Um, mm. I also, uh, like, he's trying the different flavors of different things. I really like how that's represented in this movie with the, like, yeah. colorful flourishes and things. Yeah, like, the kind of, like, jazzy kind of... Yeah. Yeah, colorful flourishes. The <laughs> Windows Media Player of food. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that idea. <laughs> it's really... Yeah. Like, this is something that Pixar is so good at. That, mm. like, they, like displaying abstract concepts in um in a visual form is really impressive and hard to do like hard to wrap your head around but you really get the feel for what these things would taste like by how it's shown on screen which is really cool yeah this is kind of interesting because this was sort of the kickoff of like competitive cooking tv shows and stuff and the idea of watching someone taste something that you can't taste Mm. yeah true actually yeah I'm wondering if Pixar looked at, like, MasterChef or stuff like that and were just like, you guys aren't communicating this well enough. Don't worry. Mm. We've got it. (laughs) Don't worry. We're going to get in some uh, very angry judges that are going to taste your (laughs) food, throw plates on the floor, uh, (laughs) just get generally furious about this whole situation. Oh, man. I've never been a real fan of those uh, cooking shows actually like the only one bake-off's all right because it's so wholesome oh bake-off's great yeah yeah it's like the i would say it's like the inverse of one of those like intense master chef things like it's the it's the polar opposite of uh what's hell's kitchen Um, yes the gordon ramsay yells at people for fucking up hard food (laughs) (laughs) yeah like like it's the opposite of that which yeah i think that's why it does so well yeah, what would this movie have been if instead of seeing Chef Gaston and imagining him, it was Gordon Ramsay? Wow, it would have been a whole different vibe. It's kind yeah. of similar in that, like, uh, Skinner is kind of a hard-ass uh, head chef uh, yeah. throughout the movie. So he's sort of got that vibe. But he's so diminutive, he's such a little dude that it's hard yeah. to be threatened by him. So, you know. 
Yeah, it, it would be. They sort of had that vibe, but not like to the nth degree. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it would have been like uh, Remy biting a lot more if he had a little <laughs> Gordon Ramsay ghost following him around. <laughs> Lots of rat bites. Yeah, yeah. And there's oh. quite a few rat bites in this film. Yeah, and the rat you... bites a lot of food. It's true. A lot of biting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Uh, yes, we've got, <laughs> got the the clocks. I've written down don't sync with anything annoyingly. No, they're like just still exploring this old lady's house. Um, they're trying not to wake her at least, and yeah. the clocks would have, but no. Yeah, yeah we see that Gesto's on the television. His like life story is playing out there. That's yeah, but what we were getting before. Um, he's raiding the pantry for some saffron to add to his like magical uh food that he wants to make yeah um, his lightning struck cheese and mushroom yeah pretty intense for this lady to have saffron at all honestly yeah it's really expensive stuff i've like I've never cooked with saffron because i'd be afraid of like using such an expensive ingredient yeah in fact probably if it wasn't for this film i would have soon assumed saffron was a kind of rock <laughs> i did not realize it was a spice <laughs> Because isn't mineral. it a city in Pokemon? And aren't all the cities yeah. rocks? Saffron City. No, they're all the all the um, first gen towns uh, in Pokemon are colours. They're all different colours. Oh. Saffron's like a like deep yellow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. I am not qualified to be on a microphone. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, like it, I could see how you'd be led astray. Like Pewter City is like a yeah. mineral, but also a colour. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, we got to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Are you uh, aware of the um, fan theory that this house is the house that uh, the Grim Eater, um, who we meet later, who I've just blanked on the name of, the, the Grim Eater, the oh, oh, Anton. critic? Yes, Anton, thank you, Anton Ego. Yes, that this is the house that Ego grew up in. Yes, I love that theory. That's yeah. brilliant. And like his uh, grandma, is, like the, the old lady here is his mother. That's yeah. perfect, yeah. That, like, yeah. ties the whole movie together really neatly. I have not... I hadn't heard of that theory, but I, I do I do love that. I subscribe to that 100%. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, it was later... Because um, a lot of the things in there are similar, but then it was later Brad Bird was like, oh, it's actually... Uh, it was just because we couldn't afford to, you know, animate two different kitchens, so we just made them the same. Huh. And then Pat nice. Oswald tweeted, I'm like, no, shut up, take the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds like Patton. that's great yeah <laughs> yes we were that smart of course <laughs> oh so good um yeah. anyway yeah this old lady uh just spots the uh spots remy and starts grabs a bloody shotgun much yeah. like in mouse hunt and is just yeah. gonna starts blasting away shooting all over the place um yeah, as she starts popping off as time's vocal starts, like like mm. immediately, which I'm pretty happy with. That's a sync. Um, yeah, that's a sync. Yeah. Uh, what we do on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, it also says no one, uh, no one told you when to run as the ceiling collapses and reveals all the rats, and then they all start yeah. running off to their little rat boats oh, yeah. that they've made. So... That's they they've been told when to run. That's when you yeah. when your whole when the cover's blown, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh! And Pink Floyd kind of like uh, they know how to inspire these rats to run faster because they just start ripping a solo on time. 
<laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. I love these all, all these little rat boats they've constructed. Very, yes, right? Like, they're all variations on just, like, household objects, like, strung yeah. together with string and stuff. Very good. Yeah, Remy's would escaping. you have still... Oh, sorry. No, no, you're right. Would you have still shot at these rats once they got on their boats? I would have felt like it was a moot point at that point. Yeah, right? Like, if they're constructed boats, they've already outwitted me. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Like, the survivor rules outwit out play out last. Like, <laughs> these these little survivors are getting away, you know? Yeah. But I yeah, would have just thrown them my keys and said, like, it's your house now, buddy. There you go. Well, yeah, these... This old lady is not giving up though at all. She's out in no. the rain. Like, God, she put her bloody anorak on and is still shooting at them. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, out, out pouring with rain, shooting at Remy in the, um, who's on his little cookbook. He's escaping mm. with Gaston's cookbook, which is a nice little, uh, ca- like, carry through there. Yeah. Um, he's, like, floating on top of it. Um, and then, yeah, uh, we get the. Like, he goes down the storm drain, but by then his little rat family has uh, gone the other way, or gone and mm. he's lost them. He can't catch up with them. Very sad. Yeah. And then, so he goes down one of the paths, but at least all this rushing storm drain water, you know? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, th- I, th- I thought that this was a very good match to time. Just all this rushing water and a rat mm. being <laughs> thrown around. I'm like, this could fit with, like, yeah, a music exactly. video. I'll take it. Tossed yeah, around then, by the waters of time. Oh, <laughs> aren't we all? Oh, such is And then time. Um, he like, you know, he washes up. He's all alone in the uh, sewers and Pink yeah. Floyd sing Home, Home Again, which is pretty mean because yeah. he's, you know, got no home. He's lost his home. He ain't got no yeah. home. That's what he's wanting though. Um, he's, he talks to the wee illustration of Gesto here yeah. inside the book. But later on, Gesto appears as like an apparition. Who's the same size as Remy. Or, like, can change yeah. size? I can't really remember at this point. I think he... The little ghost one's always the same size, but then obviously he can... He appears as any illustration of Gusto. That's true. Photograph. Well. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. We'll take it. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he is, like... Then he has a wee argument about... Uh, uh, like, he's talking with Gusto. He's encouraging Remy to, like, look around the surface as Great mm. Kick is starting up. Uh, but, like, then they have an argument about not stealing food, despite uh, Remy being really hungry, which is really yeah. sad. Yeah. Like, like come on, Gesto, you've got to <laughs> understand this is how rats, like, operate. They don't... Yeah, like, exactly. They aren't, like, buying their own food with rat money. What are you talking <laughs> about, mate? Yeah. Stop projecting your human values on a little rat, all right? That's my big, that exact sentence, stop projecting your human values on the rat, is my exact issue when people say that Stuart Little could beat rat, uh, Remy from Ratatouille in a fight. What? It's no like, way. you're just projecting, yeah, exactly, just because Stuart Little can stand on his hind legs and wear shoes, yeah. he's like, no way could he beat Oh my uh, god, Remy. Stuart Little is the most privileged rodent. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, like, can't stand Stuart Little because, like, he is, like, he gets to live in this, like, fantastic house with, yeah. like, great parents and a brother who, like, comes around to him by the end of the film. But, like, yeah. man, is like, gosh, woe is me. He even gets, like, a little sports car. God, he yeah. gets everything, this little he gets a bloody plane. house. Oh. Yeah. I too, like much like the brother in the movie, I would hate 
living with Stuart Little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would annoy the hell out of me. <laughs> oh. I remember being at a party and just like the whole conversation derailed when we realized there were other orphans at that orphanage and they yeah. chose Stuart Little over them. Right? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, it's sort Although, of like... Oh, wait, you go. The, the whole story sort of dismantles if you put it like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't want a human child. We'll take this mouse. <laughs> like, what yeah. kind of heartless people are you? <laughs> All right. But anyway. I will give everyone the great life hack that life is a lot more enjoyable if instead of calling him Stuart Little, you call him Little Stuart. <laughs> Little Stuart. Right? That works way better. Although, yeah. I think their last name is Little, right? In the movie. Am I uh, wrong about that? No, that sounds... Yeah, yeah. Because Hugh Little... No. Hugh Laurie is Dr. Little. I think <laughs> Hugh he's got Little? A name. Hugh Little is a great name. Because it's so yeah. close to huge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the one scene that I like in that movie is uh, Hugh Laurie and his wife. Or I can't remember who is, who's playing the wife. But uh, they're like yeah. just singing Heart and Soul on the piano. I, I love that. Oh. <laughs> it's very, very homely and nice. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we got to move away from that rat movie to this One rat movie. One second before we do. Did you know that film was written by M. Night Shyamalan? What? Man, yeah. like, that guy has had such a crazy career. Yeah. Yeah. Like, before he was he doing... liked Ratatouille. Before he, like, became the joke of, like, here's the twist. Like, he was just yeah. doing films. He was just, like, making, like, regular family films and stuff like that. So, you know... Yeah. He's become famous for a certain thing, but only, like, quite late in his career. Oh, absolutely. And something he barely does. Like, Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. He also did an uncredited rewrite on the teen film She's All That, 1999. Alright. Man, he had a weird 99. That was when The Sixth Sense came out and Stuart Little. Wow. Yeah, that's quite... Oh. Man, he was all over the place. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Out there hustling, man. Oh, man, man. Did the, really, did the six scenes come out the exact same year as Stuart Little? That doesn't make sense in my head. Yeah, right? I feel like that they, yeah, that there's at least ten years between those two <laughs> movies in my mind, but not at all. Okay, okay. Do you know what it probably is? Is you were probably old enough to see Stuart Little in cinema, but yeah. you weren't old enough to see... Only uh, just. Six Sense <laughs> for another ten years? Yeah, probably, right. That makes sense. I like that I've set you the very strict rule that you had to be 18 to see uh, the six scenes. <laughs> it is the rules. There you go. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. We've got to go. We've got to go back. Yes. Diving back. Oh, man. Got to go back, Marty. Something's got to be so done much... about your kids. Um... <laughs> much like um, Re Remy, who I keep wanting to call Ratatouille. Yeah. Um, much like Remy, we're going to crawl out of the sewers of... Uh, talking about Stuart Little yeah, and, um, and get into Paris, man. We're listening to, pa listening to Great yeah. Day in the Sky, looking at Paris. It's a pretty good vibe. It's a pretty thematic. Yeah, think. it's a great vibe. This, the vocal yeah. solo going over the Paris skyline, really, really yeah. nice. Like, exact when the, like, the, the dip in the solo, when she, mm. like, it gets all quiet and we get to see the, we're, like, scanning across the skyline. Really beautiful. Into it. Yeah. I've never been to Paris. Never, never never traveled overseas really other than australia have you been to france paddy france europe? i have not been to paddy france i haven't been to any of europe oh man um, no. someday someday yeah when we're allowed to travel the world again we yeah. will do that uh are you gonna bring a rat to paris <laughs> i don't think that i think that's frowned upon on airlines no. bringing <laughs> bringing rodents into a foreign oh. country 
You know who would do it? It was the guy we talked about in episode four who brought a rat to my 18th. Yeah. Oh, man. Shout out to that guy. This this one episode's dedicated to you. Yeah. Uh, You are no longer an enemy for as long as this episode is playing. Yeah. Someone in the world is listening to this episode. You are no longer our enemy. Yeah. Only only for this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think maybe that rat was giving him dance lessons, like controlling him? I kind of love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't his oh. idea to bring the rat to the party. The rat was controlling him the whole time. Whoa. Yeah. There you go. Um, from, like, within his coat or whatever. Yeah. Jeez. Weird move. Party foul. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, not an enemy. Gotta move on. Restaurant. Yeah. Uh, th- we see the restaurant. We see Gastos is here, and the, like, giant yeah. sign is talking to him. And uh, Remy goes in to check it out. We get, like, a scene of the kitchen. Uh, and we are introduced to our main human characters of the movie. Yeah. Get, uh, Linguini, uh, a bumbling, uh, at the moment, like, uh, what would you call him? Janitor, I guess? Yeah, garbage boy they, is the word they keep using. Garbage boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a title. Um, yeah. Uh, Colette, who is like our main chef person. Uh, in yeah. the kitchen here and also head chef skinner who's the key antagonist at this point in the movie um, yeah yeah who's tiny his hat's about as big as him and i love that <laughs> yeah um yes uh so there's an argument going on where skinner doesn't want to hire linguini after his mother has died recently mm. uh but yeah uh eventually like relents and takes him on board to do the lowest of the low jobs but that's like how you start in the kitchen most of the time you know yeah like that's where a lot of like chefs start doing the dishes cleaning up it's like you gotta yeah. do pay your dues you know so yeah you which is why it's gonna get so mad when it appears that linguini is like altering the soup yeah i mean yeah. fair enough it's like pretty yeah. messed up that he does do that <laughs> yeah i don't know why linguini doesn't say like oh sorry i spilled it and i was trying to fix it yeah like just be honest about that i like is i think he's just so scared of being fired right like yeah he's he has lost so many jobs and like is trying his best to keep this one yeah it means lying <laughs> but hey <laughs> uh anyway yeah he's taken on board because uh colette like quotes the um uh mantra of gasto which is anyone can cook yeah um, yeah which is another through line through the whole movie and yeah basically the theme of the of the film yeah what is interesting though and this is when i'm gonna get to the theory that i promised i was gonna parrot okay. um so yeah the the moral of this film yeah is presented as anyone can cook but then there's a lot of stuff that's implying like no not anyone can cook like remy is actually gifted he's you know has the ability to essentially see food and that's why he's like so gifted i suppose and, um, yeah like it kind of is it saying anyone can cook like or is it being quite elitist and then you get this is um this was uh the comedian yufa dean's theory that he said backstage to someone else and i was just sitting there politely (laughs) um yeah like because you look at uh the incredibles and the incredibles has this um reputation of actually being quite like an Anne randian film saying that like Mm. people who are only a certain only certain people should be gifted like if everyone's special no one's special and no these people special, being yeah. held down by the masses and then like you could read ratatouille as correcting that by saying like no we didn't mean that anyone can cook but then they still kind of hide these little bits in there 
That's a really good point, actually. Yeah. Like, um, thinking about, like, the end of the movie with, like, Linguini, who is a, like, terrible cook, right? Yeah. Throughout the... And, like, is being controlled by Remy to, like, become good and become this famous chef. He, like, stops being a cook and is just a mm. waiter at the end of the movie, like, as, as, as it resolves. Like, a better result yeah. would be him, like, helping out in the kitchen, I reckon, than rather than yeah. just being a waiter in this other restaurant. But, like yeah it sort of like muddies the message quite a bit yeah that's a great point yeah Mm. but then like you could look at anything like any movie where someone has a talent could be kind of saying the same thing so like it's true it's just i guess like x-men isn't going out there saying like anyone can save the day which Mm. is a terrible example but i just watched i've been watching the bad x-men movies lately okay (laughs) so it's the only other only movie other than ratatouille i'm capable of thinking about at the moment it's like x-men's like saying that people people that are different uh are like often like no they're like they're often like just amazing people as well like they shouldn't be discounted because they're different like it's the inclusivity thing is the least yeah. of the x-men really actually um, to be honest x-men was the worst possible hypothetical for me to choose that's all right yeah but anyway let's uh yeah let's think about that and continue on like i, I yes. do like that theory that's good uh, we'll yeah, see how that develops um yes i do like the line from gasto here uh as well the like figment of the imagination he says uh, yeah what can i do to help i'm a figment of your imagination yeah <laughs> which is great Love yeah that. um and then yeah he's like remy like busts into the kitchen to like or is it accidental that he goes in there oh no the soup uh gets messed up by linguini and so yeah he, like has to go in to try and fix it but like it's too scary he's like skittering around gets yeah. trapped um this is all he over. ends up in the oven and then under the oven oh my then... god yeah yeah it's very chicken run kind of like scary yes. <laughs> yeah threatening to create a rat pie no good <laughs> yeah um the guitar solo kind of does a big chudder when he gets chucked into that oven as well yeah yeah we're mid-time yeah. guitar solo here oh money guitar solo oh money guitar solo yes yeah sorry. um yes uh he does make his escape but before he can, he's like, oh, I've got to fix this bloody soup. And yeah. so we get, a, like, a really, like, glorious cooking sequence of him just, like, Heck jumping yeah. over this pot of soup, <laughs> like, yeah. angelically and stuff, tossing and stuff. But mm. then, yeah, uh, gets caught by Linguini. They're, like, yeah. traps him under a this iconic kind of camera pan around to show Linguini's watching it. Oh, really nice. Yeah. A lot of great, like, uh, I, I think all this stuff is obviously, like, heavily storyboarded. And, oh yeah for sure yeah so like a lot like basically all pixar movies look really great all this all the cinematography and stuff is really good because of that process i think like yeah. it's all so heavily storyboarded throughout that um yeah it, it, like it's a very visually interesting movie for that reason but yeah oh, heck yeah but yeah bloody trapped under the colander and like trying to get away by pushing against it very cute um yeah but yeah the soup goes out to the customers in the in this whole hubbub going on uh mm. and skinner can't stop it and he's like oh god and then uh yeah. yeah a customer wants to talk to the chef and like skinner like to his credit like sacks up and goes out there you know like <laughs> yeah he's like takes the brunt of it but yeah um yeah. Like, the is afraid he's gonna get fired but it's all good and uh yeah yeah the soup was saved by this little rat this little chef gareth yeah yeah um, and kind of once it's 
once these stakes have lower, the soup's good is kind of when the softer softness of us and them is kind of starting off. Exactly, yeah. But Very it is nice. also when Skinner becomes the them. It's true. There's yeah. we divide more division in the relationship here, and that like uh, Skinner's like make the soup again. You can have a week to do it to like, yeah. prove yourself, and then you can keep your job. You know. Uh, and then yeah, they all spot. Is it they all spot the rat in the kitchen? Like Remy, yes, they all yeah. see Remy, but Linguini traps him in a wee jar. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and he's sent out to kill him, and then instead, they become the us, the us of the us and them. That's true. They they join together in in contract yeah. through a very funny series of like like tossing him over the side and then rescuing him from the <laughs> yeah. river. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah. And then like Remy wants to run away, but he runs back because he feels guilty, I guess, or like wants to help him. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's half he wants to help and half he also, you know, he gets the chance to cook in this restaurant. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. line down and out uh, plays over the tiny apartment that, <laughs> like, <laughs> Linguini has. Just a really crappy little apartment. Great view yeah. of the city, but, like, yeah. tiny. And he doesn't even have a bed. He's just got a couch that he's sleeping yeah. on. Man. I guess this is someone else's apartment or something like that that he's living in. But, anyway. Mm. Very small. Uh uh out of the way it's a busy day is the line that plays over when they wake up in the morning as well yeah that's probably our best busy day sync right yeah getting started yeah i always justify it by saying like we wouldn't watch a movie where someone wasn't having a busy day but i feel like i can't keep giving uh movies an extra point based only on that it's true uh like the only movie i can think of where people don't have a busy day is clerks (laughs) yeah yeah it's a, a very unbusy day. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably anyway, get to that at some point. The it turns out the um the soup that went out to that customer went out to a critic and yes. there's a good review of the soup in the um in the paper. And so Yeah. They're all celebrating that and then but Linguini has to recreate the soup, so yes. Uh but the plan the plan as it currently stands is that uh Remy's gonna like crawl around inside the coat of, yeah. of Linguini and like it's just biting the crap out of him a lot of ra- this is the highest frequency of rat bites um, yes apart from the like rat restaurant scene perhaps um, <laughs> yeah yeah over any color you like there's a lot of rat bites yeah I I've do... written that's the official any color you like dance now being <laughs> bitten by a rat <laughs> that's great I like that um I do also really love when uh, they go into the, like, food pantry storage thing and um, Linguini shows off all his, like, bites all over his chest and instead of, like, saying anything, just does, like, three different screams of agony in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I really love, just wordlessly saying his frustration. Really good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Also, like, nearly gets caught by Skinner in here and then... uh, Yeah. He, like, says he's getting familiar with the vegetables, to which Skinner says, one can get too familiar with vegetables, you <laughs> yeah. know? Which is an amazing line. Yeah, so weird. Yeah. Uh, but oh, then, Skinner's yes, lived a life. He sure has. Uh, mm. He knows all about vegetables. Yeah, uh, he's yes. familiar. So, yeah, here's the main uh, through line in the movie here. Like, Remy uh, can control Linguini like a big puppet... 
uh, by pulling yes. on his hair from above. Sort of like a giant mech pilot kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like a very Pacific Rim. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but with a rat <laughs> and a human. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ratatouille is European Rim. Yes. We'll, yes. We'll take it. Um, Atlantic <laughs> Rim. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my gosh it's the giant yeah the giant mech of, of linguini mm. we'll take it what's interesting is this subplot like lasts almost exactly one album play so yeah. the yeah. last time we see um remy controlling linguini is during uh brain damage as well yeah the line yeah. uh there's someone in my head but it's not me is also yes, like perfect it's like someone on my head but it's not me <laughs> really yeah uh yeah controlling linguinia that works um yeah i want to talk about um what what animals are controlling what famous chefs all right let's do it i need to google rodents real quick so that i can come up with some more creative answers i don't know that many rodents off the top of my head yeah it has to be rodents okay yeah exclusively um (laughs) yeah uh who's controlling gordon ramsay um just a a big beaver on top of yeah i was gonna say beaver as well yeah big sharp teeth that's why he's so angry all the time because he's just like (laughs) just like inside of his chef hat there's like a beaver like just gnawing at the top of his head that's why he's such a grumpy man um yeah yeah there you go uh who you got for me uh uh, anthony bourdain who who controlled him um, like a little hoppy shrew, and that's why he had such a nice positive attitude. <laughs> All right, I like that. Yeah. All right. Um, who have you got for me? Uh, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Uh, he's got. Um, ooh, that's a tough one, actually. Yeah. Uh, he has the mouse from Mouse Hunt. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah the exact one, and that's why he's like attuned with all the cheesy secrets. Uh, out there, <laughs> you know. He's got yeah. that secret secret whisperer in his ear telling him to find all the good food out there. Yes. Um trying to think of many shifts. Jamie Oliver? Ooh. Jamie Oliver's like a he's he's a chap. He's one of the one of the lads. Yeah. So maybe it's, He is one of the lads. It's one it's gotta be one of the rats from um Chicken Run. <laughs> one of those genius hustling rats. The like, yeah, the like 1950s hustler rats. I, yeah. lo- I love those guys. <laughs> All right, cool. They're so good. It's both of them, yeah. They're both there. All yeah. Right. One, one controls one arm each. Okay. Yeah. All right. Are we going to do this more? How many more ships um, I, can we think of? I can give you... I've got one more that I can think of. Okay. We'll do one more uh, each. Okay. Uh, Nigella Lawson. Oh, Nigella oh she's into the like uh decadent stuff so i reckon it's like a a white stoat crawling around up there yeah yeah an arctic one or something yes an arctic an arctic stoat i don't know if they have (laughs) yeah i don't know if that exists but well no never (laughs) but that works okay um julia childs julia childs gareth um like a really nice chinchilla oh yeah sweet oh, i got there if you if oh. you uh listeners if you can think of any uh chef and rodent pairings out there <laughs> definitely tweet them to the show or just get in contact yes love i'd love yeah. to hear your ideas on that um 
Especially if there's some fan art of the shot on top of the heads. <laughs> yes, please. Oh my gosh. Um, and I've got to ask, what animals are controlling the members of Pink Floyd? Oh wow. Um, what animals? Yeah. Uh, can they all? Because be... rodents control chefs, but any animal can control anyone. I want to say they're all being controlled by pigs, but not like being controlled like in the same sense as rodents, like. I reckon just, like, there's a shadow council of pigs that have set up the band. Ooh. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. behind the scenes. Like, all the... You go, like, behind the scenes, and instead of managers, it's just all pigs back there. Like... I love it. There's pigs driving the tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a real There's, babe. like, a pig under the stage, just providing additional keyboards. Yep, exactly. Yeah. It's all babe no. pig in the city with Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah. We'll take... We'll... we'll that's, that's my pitch, anyway. Nah, perfect. Sweet. Yeah. I was going to say, like, they all have squids, but it's oh, going to be these pigs. Squids. Yeah. I I'm trying to... Th- I don't think squids is a great fit. I feel like squids would be controlling something more, like, EDM-based. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, a squid could be controlling Skrillex, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, shall we get uh, back to this this discussion yes. of the film? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, so they do, like, a little practice montage of trying to recreate the soup and, like, getting better at controlling uh, Linguini through this puppeteering. Very funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, There's doing a bit of training with uh, Colette as well as we begin Eclipse. Yeah. Um, She, like, does a really great scene here where she pins uh, Linguini's coat to the table with three different chef's knives. Yeah. I really love this sequence. It's just really yeah, funny. Yeah, and it's such a great monologue she gives about how she's had to work a lot harder than all the men in the kitchen. Yeah, it's great. It, yeah, it's very sad that it's coming from Pixar, which is famously hostile environment for women. Yeah. But, yeah, Yeesh. not great <laughs> on that regard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, good stuff, though, in the in the movie, though. Like, it's a very, yeah. very, cool, uh, very cool image here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I've derailed us with sad real life. No, it's alright. Um, yeah, so we get to see Skinner's like plan behind the scenes next, where he wants to mm. turn uh, the Gasto brand into like a ready frozen meals kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And we see later on that all the like other chefs know about this, all the chefs in the kitchen know that this is his plan, but they don't approve of it, and it's like... Yeah. Yeah, it's further muddying the waters of what gasto once stood for you know yeah for sure although in defense of skinner the idea that anyone can cook like and matches really well with ready frozen meals like i would argue that like helping with ready frozen meals is a really good thing to help people get more confident in the kitchen i don't know yeah for sure it's taking away the um exclusive exclusivity of like fine dining yeah right like i think it's not that bad of a thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know it's like a genuine good way to make a bit more money but i don't know it does sort of Mm. muddy the waters of of the brand i suppose but i don't think it's inherently evil um yeah unless they're like really bad yeah he just it doesn't care about like how like he is like making like uh not at all french food to attach yeah that's true which is kind of kind of shitty but you know Mm. yeah like, he wants to make, like, corn dogs and things like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's the great illustration of uh, Gesto as a corn and a dog. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even look like Gesto anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> two different disparate things that, like, completely cover up what that is. Yeah. Uh, it's it's perfect, like, yeah, that point of your brand where you forget what your actual guidelines were. Yeah. I do love that it's also just a mock-up, but it still talks with, like, Gesto's <laughs> voice later on. Yeah. Really good. Um... Yeah, uh, they're gonna, like, he's having an argument with, um, his lawyer as well. Yeah. Because he's learned that, uh, Gasto's ear, Linguini is Gasto's ear, and therefore yes. could take over the restaurant through, like, contractual, <laughs> uh, like, various lines in the contract about the restaurant anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like... Weirdly, I was going to say not very kids movie to be mostly about a contract, but the more kids movies, especially the ones we're watching for this, seem to be mostly about contracts. The muddiness of contract law, yeah. Yeah. There you Mouse go. Hunt, Speed Racer, yeah. Ratatouille. Well, I guess so. Kids love contracts. They love, love a bit of contract. Yeah. Love a bit of law, legal battles. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. You take a kid to intellectual property court and they have a field day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Um, also, <laughs> this lawyer has, like, crazy resources and that, like, he's going to do, like, a paternity test on um, Linguini with, like, a little bit of his hair. <laughs> yeah. Which is wild. <laughs> like, where is he doing this? Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, he's got his own story. Okay. Great. Sure. Um, anyway, yeah, we're straight into, like, playthrough two now. It's, like, the, yeah. new, the new stakes of the um, movie are established now and that, like... Um, yeah, we, we don't want to, we don't want, uh, Linguini to find out that he's heir to the restaurant is the antagonist yeah. motive. Um, yeah. So we, yeah, we get the, we got the heartbeats as he was reading the letter at the end of the album. So mm. there you go. Anyway, play through two. Yeah. Uh, Colette is going over some like good kitchen rules here. Like honestly, good advice for being in a kitchen here. Like keeping your oh, arms yeah. really close to your chest and stuff as you're working don't light your sleeves on fire um (laughs) keep your workspace clean tap your bread bribe grocers it's all great yeah it's all good advice really like Mm. uh yeah like also this movie is like really really lauded for its accurate portrayal of um kitchens and like yeah it's it's the best a actual kitchen looks in a movie apparently it's like the most accurate to a real restaurant um, oh that's awesome yeah which is great they obviously put in yeah. a lot of research and like yeah they nailed it um yeah what's the bradley cooper chef movie that everyone makes fun of uh, that sounds right i don't yeah. know i can't i can't recall i also didn't have any joke or anything about it <laughs> it was just genuinely me wondering <laughs> all right let us sometimes know sometimes i forget what google is and i just use james yeah I, I, I often use Google instead of uh, talking to people or living in mystery. I was like, I'll just uh, find it out right now. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Uh, that's you know, you've been dissed for that, but I don't think that's too bad, James. I think right. you're all right. I'd rather know. If people want to know, you, you can just yeah. find out. I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a thing that I do. Um, yeah. I don't think like deep philosophical quish- conversations about what Bradley Cooper's chef movie was called are going to enhance my life that much. Right. He says, putting one on a podcast and expecting strangers <laughs> to enjoy it. Um, oh, well, it's a challenge uh, for the listeners. Yeah. Yeah, if you've got this far, uh, the secret word, <laughs> the secret word is 
uh, ravioli. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, so the Skinner sort of sets up Linguini to fail and that, like, he tells him to make this sweetbread recipe, which is notoriously yeah. a disaster. It's sort of weird that that he would have, Gasto would have such a bad recipe in his book, like, yeah. in the first place. Uh, we hear all the stuff about the recipe, all the ingredients, and it's really terrible. Yeah, I love how, like, it's described with its weird, like, boiled veal and stuff like that. Yeah. All kind of, like, we, we know it's bad, but I feel like kids watching wouldn't, like, if it was just like, oh, it's got chocolate and blood in it or something, <laughs> then kids could be like, ew, that is gross. But instead they're like, <laughs> I guess that sounds bad. Mmm, the flavour of this blood really brings out the iron <laughs> and the chocolate. <laughs> exactly. Mmm. Uh... Yeah vampires exclusively come to this restaurant um yes so yeah there's uh the old conflict between following the recipe and trying something new here colette's very representing uh following the recipe doing what um gasto has laid out before them like she's uh saying it's our job to follow what he did his job was to invent stuff our stuff our job is to follow the recipe um yeah but Linguini is representing doing something new, or I guess Remy is representing that, experimenting with flavours. So there's a key conflict yeah. between those two characters that's going to get worse. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Linguini bloody changes the recipe, or uh, Remy does, via him, yeah, via mech by piloting. by sauce on it at the very last minute. Yeah. Really rude. Un- completely yeah. undermines Colette here. I think this is, like, genuinely the worst thing that somebody does in this movie. Like, yeah. It's pretty gross. Like, like someone who's gone to the trouble of helping you and teaching you and, and just, like, instead of listening to them, like, completely undermining them in front of, like, yeah. all of your fellow employees. Sounds awful. Like... Yeah. Remy is a bit of a jerk. Yeah. Like. Not a good look. Yeah, and also yeah, like forcing somebody else to do it, like be the yeah. avatar for your own will, messed up. Um, yeah, anyway, no friends with rats, eh? No friends among <laughs> rats. Yeah, that's what they always say. Yeah, that's what's printed on the rat manifesto, the rat, <laughs> yeah, the rat wall. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, but uh, it goes well. Everyone likes this new uh, sweet bread recipe. And uh, at the moment, Colette seems chill with it. We see her, like, sort of celebrating at the end of the day, but... Um, yeah, it's probably sad, because she's probably just used to this kind of nonsense. Yeah, it's messed up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Skinner also sp- spots the rat in Linguini's hat, and then, like, tries yes. to catch him. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't remember how he gets away here. Like... Ah, uh, just by coincidence, Remy's, like, stepped out for a snack. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> As you do, little yeah. rat snack. Um, but yeah, they, then he like takes a different tack and tries to like sweet talk him with a bit of vino, some old school yes. wine, in the office. Try and get the like story out of him. Uh, yeah. yeah, like trying to like steer the conversation awkwardly towards rats. <laughs> yeah, which ever is, had a pet? Yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, I don't. This I do is also. Like... Oh, sorry. No, yeah. it's all right. You go. Oh, no, no, you go. All right. Uh, yeah, I just like how cartoonishly villainous uh, he is in this moment. Like, mm. uh, Skinner, like, goes more and more mad about this rat thing as the movie progresses, and he just becomes more and more obsessive about it, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, like, the most panicked. He becomes, like, a mouse hunt character. 
uh, yes for sure throughout which is good um but yeah mm. what were you gonna say uh this was when the clocks have kind of gone off around here and i looked away mm. and i was like oh i feel like the clocks went off exactly when they realized the recipe was good so i tried to rewind a bit without like weird uh synced version of the film that technology that we use and yeah. it all stopped oh. and i had to restart the whole film over oh no <laughs> yeah you're already like but, one um, playthrough through that's like an hour of movie that you had to rewatch. holy yeah, crap but okay. what i found out i could do is i can't skip but i could um watch it back at four times the speed so now i've proudly heard pink floyd's dark side of the moon four times as fast wow is it good yeah. <laughs> no okay it kind of turns into a weird noise punk album like breathe oh. sounds pretty good all right it's like breathe breathe in the air don't be afraid to care oh yeah I'm, yeah. back, I'm back on board. Of course, Breathe sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Best track on the but album, like, Fight Me. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. They, um, like, the saxophones and stuff on Money sound terrible. No. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for doing that experiment anyway, even if it was <laughs> unintentional. Oh. All right. Cut back to the film. Remy is, yes. like, runs into his little brother, his little friend yeah uh picking around on a piece of ground in your hometown is the line like so it's like coming back he's bringing his 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 family he's come back into the picture yeah Uh, and this is again where that key conflict about stealing comes in where um like remy is arguing with himself effectively about stealing to help out his family and feed them yeah bits and scraps from the kitchen uh yeah I don't yeah. like again not fully explored, but I think it would be like more in- more interesting of a film if it did go more into this. Yeah, although I guess we've had Robin Hood and stuff to kind of talk to us about stealing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Like Skinner's filling Linguini with wine to try and get his uh secret, but uh, Linguini's just getting drunk, mm. and. Remy goes and visits his family and there's oh yes okay so he goes down to the like where they are chilling now in some like sewer area and yeah. there's a bloody rat music band playing <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the band's and, good tonight yeah they're playing uh just the the tail end of time here on their um, yeah on their little rat instruments having a good old rat dance a boogie down there yeah. as well um, and then, yeah, they transition smoothly into great gig as we are going oh. over to um, Remy's table with his yeah. father, where they have like, a little argument about like not him not staying with the family. He wants to like stick to his new life as a chef, etc. Um, yeah, he's like, mm. I'm not a rat. They're not what you think. Yeah, and then we get this horrific scene of like the rat poison shop. Oh my god, what is going on at the shop? yeah apparently it's a real shop they really do just hang those rats out in paris what that's yeah. wild i would not want to go in there if there's just no, da- dangling rats like fake or real i think it's like a weird <laughs> way to advertise your product yes for sure um it's interesting that like last great gig we had the beauty and joy of paris and now we're getting to see the like horrific uh way they treat rats rat killing yeah, yeah the rat killing underbelly of paris oh yeah yeah there you go they mm. they just hate rats it's a oh, yeah. famous trait of, of parisians yeah. i guess <laughs> um the next bit is like he's controlling linguini while he's asleep yeah as, as money starts up he's like been at the restaurant cleaning up all night um mm. accidentally gets that still his job 
yeah, gets Linguini into a bad situation by, like, the finally the, like, conflict between uh, Colette and him comes up and that, like, she got undermined. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, like, gets him in a bad situation by, like, controlling Linguini and making him, like, give, like, derisive, like, rude glances to Colette. <laughs> yeah. But because he's asleep. Um, One of these glances, as well, is redone in Onward. No. Onward? Heck, what's the... Onward's cool the Pixar? latest one. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So the, like, the dad, the half-summoned dad oh, yeah. is all dressed up and wearing sunglasses as well and does a similar look to a police officer. Yeah, 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 yeah. they do. Yeah, that's a good bit. That made me happy. Yeah. Nice. That's hmm. a, it's a funny sequence. Like, it, it yeah. adds, like, a lighter side to it. But, uh, yes, for it's sure. definitely a serious thing happening. Also, it gets worse because, like, um... They transition outside and, like, because Colette's, like, going to leave on her motorcycle. And, like, he tries to tell Colette about the tiny chef that tells him what to do. Yeah. Um, but she's, like, freaking out. And then, like, he, like, for- Remy, like, forces him on her. <laughs> yes. Like, forces a kiss on her. She, like, yeah. likes it, but, like, bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's messed up as well because it shows her about to pepper spray him and then instead she, like, enjoys the kiss. Yeah. it's like, ugh, mm. not a good message. I don't know, Pixar. <laughs> don't know yeah. about that one. Kind of, after what we've read about you 10 years after this movie came out, okay, I see why you've put that now. Yeah. Why you think that's okay. Well, not why you think that's okay. What environments led to that, but, you know. Yeah. Ick. Icky. No good. Ick e. That's X A through F and then Ick E. Ick E, yeah. Pull that volume out the encyclopedia. The Ick, <laughs> yeah. The, the encyclopedia. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So oh, mm. now they're like a thing. It's all good. They're like dating or whatever. So yeah. I'm going to keep going past that. Uh, cut to Anton Ego's uh, crazy little office here with the yes. like vaulted ceilings and like massive portrait of himself. What a power oh, yeah. play. I love this whole aesthetic. He's like basically one of the vampires that we're, I was talking about earlier. He's like a real life vampire in this yeah. world. Um, his office is shaped like a coffin. His typewriter is shaped like a skull. It's so good. Great. great. This dude has his aesthetic on lock. Yeah. Gareth. It's amazing. I, I we love... should all be so lucky. Oh, man. I love Anton Ego. He's got such a yeah. great vibe. His, his whole, like, walk and demeanor is, like, spindly and terrifying. He's fantastic. Like, yeah. Way... The fact, like, people don't understand his jokes and witticisms. Oh, so good. He's got, yeah. like, big, like, Empire from Star Wars energy as well. Um, yes. But yeah, like, it, he's honestly so much of a better antagonist than um, uh, Skinner is. But, yeah. like, only really appears as an antagonist in the, like, third play of the album or, like, final third of the movie, you know? Yeah. Like, he's, like, basically completely... He hasn't been in the film up until this point and we're, like, over an hour in. So, mm. yeah. It's well, you catch a glimpse of him at the very beginning. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, here he is. He's like, he's back on the case because uh, uh, the restaurant has become, he's thought he's like, he's thought he'd put the final nail in the coffin, as it were, for Gastos. His his word is the final word, you know? But yeah. it's become popular again because of this new chef, so he's going to have to do another review. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, it's also at this point, uh, Laguini gets confirmed to be Gasto's heir by the yeah by the lawyer. So it is the case, and so Skinner's like freaking out about that and the rat to this lawyer. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot on his plate. Yeah, he starts to get worried about. <laughs> the lawyer's getting really worried about Skinner like losing his mind. I think yeah. he even says like, "Do I need to worry about you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is great. Good stuff. Um. Mm. Yeah, this is also when Us and Them is playing out as well. Uh, yeah. Where there's the disagreement about what best to do in, when cooking between uh, Remy and Colette, like pulling Linguini different ways. Like, Remy wants to listen to his new girlfriend, Colette, Colette and like uh, get right with her, but Remy wants to like do his own thing and experiment. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, then, what do we got? Remy. Uh, oh. oh yeah Remy's brother Emil's told other rats about the kitchen about yeah the... and we get to meet buff rat oh the big buff rat big fan of this guy um, <laughs> yeah very good uh <laughs> my fa- one of my favorite shots in the whole film is when he's tenderizing a steak <laughs> by like beating it up like a boxer <laughs> later in the yeah. movie so good like I think he's only in the movie for that <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And he's at like, the very final restaurant scene, having dinner with a tiny, tiny rat, and just oh, showing off his like rat muscles. Amazing. I think he's yeah. also like carrying forward the like sort of mafia aesthetic that the um, <laughs> that the rats have. Like they're yeah, a huge family, sure. and so the the neat transition is that they're sort of like a mob kind of family. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's like uh, further conflict re-stealing here, and that like he now that now he's an accessory to like helping out his whole family getting like worse and worse as more people get mm. told by emil you're feeling more and more guilty about it um but remy uh, like busts into the office to like get the key to the kitchen or whatever and finds out about linguini being the heir to yeah. to the restaurant uh so but also Skinner shows up and they have like a chase sequence where this is yeah. kind of the most bizarre part of the whole movie. And that like Skinner is chasing down this rat on like a moped throughout yeah. the streets of Paris, having like a massive chase sequence. Uh, it's just chasing a rat holding some paper <laughs> in its mouth. Yeah. This is the most Stuart Little the movie gets, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um, very yeah. cartoony like yeah skinner does these huge jumps remy does these huge jumps yeah like gliding with the contract in his mouth yeah it's pretty silly the one good thing to come out of this is that um skinner accidentally does the tablecloth trick by trying to like grab at a uh tablecloth uh yeah. as he's falling into the into the river <laughs> <laughs> very nice there's a like date that continues on unnoticed as he like yeah pulls the tablecloth off the table so good um i feel like you can do the tablecloth trick am i wrong i've never done it <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> uh i would love to give it a try i feel like I, I i would love to like that to be my thing that i can do that so maybe yeah. I'll, maybe i'll practice that uh okay keep us that can be your like your series arc <laughs> my series arc and like by episode 100 i'm like able to do that so yeah look out for that listeners <laughs> there's a whole podcast being recorded and we just keep hearing this like <laughs> and it's of you pulling different tablecloths various tinkling episode. glasses in the background yeah yeah lightly muffled uh swears yeah it's great <laughs> yeah uh yeah okay so but yeah uh the remy gets back and somehow like hands the contract over and 
yeah, Linguini is discovered to be the heir, so it's all over for yeah. Skinner. He's out. He's done. Yeah, it's a bit rude that he just gets fired. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like, he's still probably a good chef. He's it's, just, you know... shows how much those other chefs disapprove of his, like, frozen foods idea. Yeah. I guess he's, like, the only one on board with it and just, like, was gonna, like, get all the money for himself. Maybe he wanted to shut down the whole restaurant in general and just Yeah, maybe. That. that could be it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it seems to be... Seems to me to be a little bit harsh to get cut up over that, but hey. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway, it's all going great. Uh, Linguini is, like, declared as the new owner. Uh, they move into, like, a new house that, like, I guess was Gaston's mansion or whatever, where he used to live. It's yeah. Like, not super important, but hey. Or they can, like, just afford it now. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, um, yeah, the more and more rats are wanting free food, so it's getting worse and worse. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and Linguini's, like, talking to the press, and but he's claiming the success for himself because mm. he can't say that there's a little chef that tells him what to do <laughs> Yeah, to everybody. Uh, At least yeah. he gives Colette, like, quite a big shout-out. He does, yeah. But that, like, hurts Remy's feelings because he's, yeah. like, getting none of the credit. So, again, it's sort of just the antagonistic relationship between those two characters. Yeah. Pulling Linguini each way, you know. Um, yes, uh, Skinner also calls the health inspector on Gastos at this point. Because he yeah. suspects rats' involvement. Uh, like, he knows that there's a rat involved. Wants to take him down. Yeah, I love this little health inspector. Yeah, he's great. Poor yeah, little guy. seeing him, like, with his huge amount of papers and how busy he is. Exactly when we get these, like buzzers and um any color you like which mm. kind of just made me re- realize oh any color you like is a sad song as well oh totally yeah it's just we're yeah. Getting, it's an instrumental song but it's just yeah very mm. very smooth very sad uh yeah that's i like I, he doesn't really get a major role he sort of just appears and then gets tied up <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh anton ego rocks up to the press conference and establishes himself as the new antagonist in the movie now that skinner is out of the picture um Mm. he's like i'm gonna tear you down boy basically yeah Uh, you've been playing without a foe yes without an opponent not very sporting of you it's great he's got some like love We've already said it, but I just love that no one understands his metaphors or oh anything. God, yeah, he's got some really pompous ass dialogue. It's yeah. really good. Um, yeah, he's on just a, a different level than all the other <laughs> all the other yeah. people in the movie. Um, yeah, uh, Skinner also just like hanging out on the roof one night discovers that it's the rat <laughs> that's doing the cooking. By like, yeah. he's like gone full tilt crazy person. Like he's yes. hanging out on the roof of the of the restaurant, trying to like <laughs> figure out <laughs> why he was fired. Yeah, what he's doing is oh. weird. <laughs> I'm not gonna let like, that one slide. No, free business advice is don't hang out on the roof of the place that fired you. Yeah, don't do that. Not cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. No. he was unjustly fired, but still doesn't excuse it. Uh, no, especially if he's such a good chef. Like, go and right? work in another kitchen. Yeah, he'd probably be hired, like, pretty quickly by somebody else. Yeah. They, like, I guess the frozen food plant's out of the door, but, like, you can still do that on your own with, like, your own, uh, like, fame behind it. People know who he is as well. And that, like, yeah, he exactly. was Chef Gesto's, like, sous chef at the time, you know? People know him, so. 
Yeah, and like down the line when he kidnaps Rumi, he wants Rumi to make him frozen food. So like, it's true. He clearly, yeah, he could have just started doing that anyway. Yeah, he's got a less friendly face. I think is the issue that he can't like use to sell more stuff. You know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A little like corn dog with his angry little grin on it. (laughs) I'd be into it, but I doubt other people would. Um, Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, but Remy's all pissed off at Linguini for taking the credit and offering Colette the credit as well. And so, in retaliation, <laughs> he lets his entire rat family raid the kitchen. Yeah. Over, over brain damage playing. Um, it's These rats kind of drop the food on the beach, which I really like. Yeah, it's it's really good. Like, the, yeah. they linguini comes back to apologize and the rats are like hiding all over the kitchen in various spots yeah. i do really love the rats like curled up on the black uh tiles on the ground yeah. hiding there i think that's a really neat touch um they're all hiding in various like funny positions holding a bunch of food <laughs> yeah yeah and then stuff. emil is like holding a bunch of asparagus hiding and like constantly eating grapes and just getting more and more grape shaped yeah he's got like heaps of grapes in his tummy to the point where <laughs> yeah. his like tummy is all distended by all the grapes in him um, yeah i guess he's like eating them completely whole which is pretty wild but yeah yeah like who can uh, blame him though grapes are addictive grapes are the oh, crystal yeah. meth or brushing your teeth with apple cider vinegar of like the fruit world i don't even know if that was on mic but hey uh <laughs> Yeah, like, they, they are definitely... The the point that they, they come in a bunch, right? So you can't really justify having, like, one or two. You've got to, like... Yeah. If you're eating them off the off the vine, as I am wont to do... And like, oh, it, yeah, so it, you live a luxury life. On my hedonistic couch, I, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. just am fed grapes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, you want to eat the whole bunch, right? It's like, yeah. you feel like you're committing to the bit. It's like opening... Especially if there's one left, which happens to a meal. You're going to eat that grape. It's rude to just leave one grape. Right? It's like, yeah, like a box of biscuits or something. You'd feel yes. bad, like, if there was only, like, one or two biscuits left. So you may as well finish the packet, right? I don't know. Yeah. I'm Although board... my family still roast me for, as a kid, I would always just leave one biscuit for everyone else. That's messed up, dude. Don't do that. What? That's rude. I'm... What if mum really wanted a squiggle and there's at least there's still one for her? What the point is that it's rude to eat all the other squiggles ah <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> it's too late a like token act yeah it's like the barest minimum you could do you know <laughs> all right yeah there we go lesson learned yeah you're welcome you've got Garrett's you've mom. got through to me more than my parents could. <laughs> had to spell it out for you dad yeah oh man yes yeah, so uh Anyway, yeah, he's filled with these grapes, and then, like, something, like, falls onto his back, and he shoots them out, like, powerfully into the back yes. of Linguini's neck. Like a little yeah. automatic rifle or something. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> very, probably the most cartoony this movie gets, I would say. Oh, absolutely, yeah, um, turning a rat into a grape gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should put on the back of the box. <laughs> like yeah. if one of the like special features or like <laughs> you know where they like list on like b movies all the different things that happen in the movie like yeah. selling points or they used to do this anyway like yeah, yeah. rat is Laughs, a great explosions yeah yeah, yeah right <laughs> that's that's a good one we'll put that on the box oh, okay yeah. um yeah probably in the podcast uh description as well who knows um oh for sure <laughs> uh yeah so yeah, that, that's... 
I guess they're all discovered in Linguini like flips. He's like, they'll be treated like pests if they come back now. So yeah, yeah, it's not. Looking I guess good. you could say the band they're in starts playing different tunes. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Hey. Oh that, yeah. Oh yeah. That's great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks. Oh mate. That's what this podcast is, right? Yeah, we're just it's just us turning into like Beavis and Butthead basically. And, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, they being yeah, they'll be treated like pests if they come back. Um anyway, yeah. on to the big day. Today's the day where the review's gonna happen. Um and we're in eclipse. Uh, Linguini gives a speech to everyone about like performing for ego really, really badly. Not a great speech. No. And also, and when he's trying to ramp everything up, is when this album just fades off. Yeah, Skinner catches Remy in a, a little yes. rat trap over complete silence, and it's looking yeah. bloody bleak at the end of playthrough two. Gareth, not looking yeah. good. Remy's in a trap. Uh, old mate. Uh, Linguini's not I nearly called him Ratatouille which makes no sense <laughs> Linguini is gonna like fail he won't be able to cook anymore it's all yeah. bad yeah so we're in dire straits at the end of playthrough 2 yeah. um, so yes uh, we get but luckily the lads in Pink Floyd they fire up their instruments and they're gonna save the day with playthrough 3 they're gonna do one more one more for the boys uh, <laughs> yeah silent yeah there's, we get in silence as um, Anton orders uh some perspective he's like yeah. i would like some clear perspective and they're like complete poncy like what an idiot <laughs> what a dumb thing <laughs> yeah. to say like if you're not if you're not um already a like well-renowned food reviewer no one would give you the time of day for doing that you ass yeah for sure <laughs> oh my god anyway and uh, i love that the um the waiter just has no idea what's going on no he's like what uh i'll just bring you some water i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess he hasn't decided uh anyway um yeah this i've written in my notes sadness in the cage <laughs> at the start of, at the start of playthrough three which could be a pink floyd song um oh yeah. for sure but his his uh rat family busts him out of the car with a um dropping a grotesque on the from the rooftop onto the car yeah onto the uh boot of the car uh which yeah. is a risky move but it pays off really well yeah this doesn't go well in hot fuzz uh no <laughs> yeah be careful very very <gasps> dangerous i like luckily protected by the hood of the car but yeah yeah can go very badly we hear the rats have dropped one the wrong one to the wrong spot so maybe they also killed um the newspaper reporter <laughs> oh no <laughs> off screen it wasn't like a member of their like shadow council at all it was just yeah. a small rat family doing it <laughs> no wonder nicholas angel couldn't put that one together yeah oh, so good um yeah simon but, skin is just like oh okay yeah so remy rushes back to the restaurant to save the day and linguini yeah. like protects him from all the chefs wanting to like stab him with various knives yeah um and then yeah linguini like spills the beans uh food reference there about um nice remy like cooking for him controlling him like a puppet and no one is on board with this no <laughs> all the chefs are like hell no <laughs> that's yeah. awful and they all leave as on the run starts up um yeah they all like hand their coats off very sadly and walk away even colette is feels who honestly like feels really betrayed it's amazing to me that she comes back um yeah for sure 
Yeah, she leaves like crying. Uh, but yeah, like mm. she, she comes back by seeing the book in the window, uh, Gasto's cookbook. Uh, anyone can cook. So she like I guess has a change of heart because of that. Yeah, there's a lot of change of hearts in this run of um, on the run. Yeah, there really are. Actually. Yeah, because like then the dad also kind of changes his. Um, yeah, like his mind on uh, Remy's career. Yeah, they completely reconcile, which is nice. He's like, oh, yeah. I see that you're, like, willing to go to bat for these humans, and they're willing to go to bat for you, so... Yeah. I can respect that. We are family. We're going to help each other out in a very true mm. to uh, Fast and the Furious style. They're going to come in and help. <laughs> um, yeah, Buff Rat is going to be in the next Fast and Furious, Mark Woods. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want that so badly. Yeah, they're driving the car, and this little rat's, like, driving it. Just on controlling a human. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. drive a car hell yes oh yes back on board um uh, yeah so the new it's plan... interesting oh sorry i'll just no. got to point out that like a lot of this album has like quick emotional turnarounds like suddenly yeah. a big solo comes in and stuff on the run is probably the longest we go without a big emotional turnaround and it's during the part of the film with the most big emotional turnarounds very true yeah yeah they're cramming them in here because we've got a lot to sort of switch around so that we can have the final part of this movie you know yeah this is mm. with a transitional song for for a lot of plot points in the in the film i would say yeah all happening in a very short space of time uh yeah so the new plan is to have all the rat family come in and cook as like a team um i really do love uh oh no before this the health inspector appears and sees the entire rat family having a discussion he's like oh shit and runs to the yeah um, runs to his little like nissan leaf and tries to get away uh yeah but the gets swarmed by rats who tie him up and then toss him in uh a little uh food in the pantry later on yeah messed up this is terrifying Rat- especially when they swarm his car this has got to be a health inspector's worst fear like to <laughs> yeah. to visit a restaurant and see it's so over- overrun with vermin that they can kidnap you and threaten your life like <laughs> yeah that's the nightmare that health inspectors have i imagine yeah for sure oh my god um uh, we also only see the health inspector during instrumental songs hey oh that's a nice yeah. little touch okay yeah he's in his own vocals he's in his own little silent movie version of ratatouille yes um yes uh, i do like that they wash all the rats with the industrial dishwasher here the little like machine um this would kill all the rats (laughs) if this were if this were a real film because they get really fucking hot those things um yeah yeah, like scolding hot to clean these dishes, but hey, yeah, um, we'll move past that. This these... is another um, strong piece of evidence that uh, these rats could kill Stuart Little because they can survive this. They're, yeah, they can withstand like hundred degree temperatures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like beasts completely. Yeah, they come out like <laughs> fluffy and clean anyway, and they're gonna do some cooking. Yeah, they look um, so cute. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. Yeah, all the clocks go off as the rat kitchen is in full operation, Gareth. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, what's his name? Linguini comes out and sees everyone, all these rats working together. <laughs> he's like, what the <laughs> yeah. shit? Um, uh, and then he's like, he decides that he's going to wait tables uh, on rollerblades. We saw him rollerblading before, which he's actually really proficient at. Really, really. Oh, he's awesome at it. Yeah, like, 
being so gangly and bad and awkward in other situations throughout the movie, this is the one thing that he's great at. So there you yeah. go. It turns out he's like like oh, anyone sorry. can cook, but if you can't cook, maybe rollerblades. <laughs> yeah, that's the full moral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so he's whizzing around the restaurant like doing the doing the waiter thing doing a great job yeah um yeah yeah. killing it pouring wine while he's skating yeah finding his true calling um yeah this is where we get our rat friend beating up the steak to tenderize it so good um uh, colette comes back to help nearly throws up but uh yeah she's like (laughs) very quickly on board with this whole rat kitchen kitchen situation yeah um and yeah, they decide to make the namesake of the movie for our friend Anton the Ratatouille a meal. Have you yeah. ever eaten Ratatouille, Gareth? I got really into Ratatouille during um, Auckland Lockdown 1. I'd buy it in a can and just pour it on stuff. Mm. That's just a really quick, exactly peasant food. Kind yeah, of thing. it's very, yeah, quick and easy to make and like delicious. Yeah. Uh, also vegetarian. Um, yeah. yeah, great. I am a big fan of Ratatouille honestly Heck yeah yeah it's kind of everything i like in that it's saucy and full of things yeah it's just yeah it sounds like i mean something else but hey yeah. uh yeah no it's i i think it's a great meal and a great yeah. shout out for the movie so yeah uh yeah i wonder if there was like an uptick in ratatouille consumption or sales based on this movie surely probably because it was not a popular thing like they had to put how to pronounce it on the poster wow really yeah that's crazy um yeah, uh, then we get the best shot in the whole film here, uh, where Anton tastes the um, yes. the ratatouille, and it transports him to the past. Um, yeah. And this whole, him being transported to his past by the meal, and then up to him dropping the pen on the ground, aligns perfectly with the lines, and then one day you'll find, ten years have got behind you, no one told you when to run, you missed the starting gun like oh the iconic lines yeah like that yeah. sequence plays out perfectly over this over the over this visual like that's great yeah like that's fantastic like he's like living um he's grown up like from his childhood he forgot what it was why he enjoyed food right and this yeah. is him remembering like he effectively finally getting back to his starting gun right yeah like 10 years have got behind him like it's great. Like, that's yeah. a great sink in this film. So, yeah. There we go. We do have to believe that it's, he's only been, it's only been 10 years since he's been a child, but you know. But yeah, yeah, no. He, it's, eats, it, he eats a lot of, like, rich food. He's probably aged yeah, a lot quicker. It's metaphorical, I guess. Like, it's more yeah. that the past has got behind him and he's forgotten who he once yes, was. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. I, th- I think that's great. Anyway, uh, no, Sam. Skinner can't believe it, the food either, and he's like loving it and demands to see who cooked it. Busts into the rat kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And he gets thrown in with the health inspector very comically. Um, yes. Yeah, it's so And good. they give each other this little look. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> Things have gone awry for those boys. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I like that that comes back as well. But anyway, um, Anton has he like wants to see the chef, but he's got to wait until everyone leaves before, mm. like as a condition. And then, yeah, all is explained to him. Uh, like uh, Remy, like is doing the narration here, like telling us what went down. Um, who's like Anton's like seeing all the rat kitchen, like having the meal yeah. re-prepared for him by the rats, presumably trying it again. Um, 
he just says nothing and then like writes yeah. his review appears in the um paper the next day and we get narration from him of the of the whole review it's really it's a great review this monologue is really, oh yeah really, really well written i really like it yeah um it's a bit weird that it's uh, i don't know it feels a bit weird that a big piece of art is critiquing critics in it like yeah. saying the critics role is um very easy they have little risk but it's still a beautiful monologue and i mean it's pretty true yeah it's great uh, I, yeah. I really enjoy it and like it's he's saying that like he, they don't risk much you know and mm. like but like this is an opportunity where he is like really putting himself out there really risking his own reputation and it's very true because like presumably he gets fired as like a food reviewer because of this yeah like he loses his credibility yeah like completely which is wild because it's like so that's how transcendent this food was it's really cool um yeah yeah anyway yeah the restaurant gets shut down soon after the mm. review comes out because at, like remy says we couldn't just leave those guys locked up so i'm i love yeah. that this is revisited uh but yeah um they open a new restaurant uh that is funded by anton who's like become a like small business owner rather than a uh food reviewer yeah yeah so he's backing this rat restaurant named la ratatouille La yeah really good really cute and there's a little <laughs> rat dining section yeah up above the restaurant up in the like garden bit uh really sweet yeah would you sooner eat at la ratatouille or eat some of the string cheese from mouse hunt oh god uh probably <laughs> la ratatouille because like if the the food is like super good at la ratatouille right it, it yeah. is made by rats but that is the price that you pay for really good food uh i just like the string cheese kind of freaks me out in mouse. Yeah, it, it makes me deeply uncomfortable. It doesn't look that appetizing, honestly. Yeah. The resolution in that movie made me really uncomfortable, but hey. Mm. <laughs> I would say that Ratatouille is a more wholesome uh, rodent-based film, food film. Yes, for sure. Yeah. That's, you we can... learn to love all rats as opposed I don't to know like, if that's... one mouse. Yeah, I don't know if that's a hot enough take to, like, put on the box as, like, a box quote, but hey, that's what I'm going to say yeah. about it. That's the, <laughs> that's as far as I'm willing to go. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, we get the great gig vocal as we zoom out to the Paris uh, skyline. We see the sign. Yeah. Uh, and that becomes, like, the end title card of the movie. And then, yeah, that's it. We get the, the dip yeah. in the great gig vocals is a perfect sync to the credits as well. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then we get these really fun critic credits of like mouse mischief, and then when the yep. regular scrolling critics kick in, is exactly when money kicks in. Ah, love it! Yeah, you love to see it. Yeah. Love All to right. see it. Amazing, we've yeah. done it. Oh, what a hit! Yeah, what did you think? This podcast that is. Oh hey, <laughs> what do we think? How did it sink? Yeah, what did you think? How did it sink? Money, it's a hit. Well, <laughs> James, I mean, this is just me. This is just me. But you know, in many ways, the work of a podcaster is easy. We risk. <laughs> very little and yet we enjoy a position <laughs> over those who offer up their work and themselves to our judgment yeah. you know we thrive on negative criticism which very is true. fun to write and read but the bitter truth we face is that in the grand scheme of things the average piece of junk is probably more meaningful than our criticism de- designating it so damn ain't that but there true. are times when a podcaster truly risks something and that is in the sinking of ratatouille <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah big agree um yeah, I think it synced pretty well. Synced up pretty good, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to go high on this, because that, 
that like transcendent sync at the end especially was really good i feel like it also matched up the like story beats quite well and that like we had new antagonists introduced uh at the end of the album like coming in yeah like yeah like different plot beats aligned really well i'm really willing to go high on this one yeah we had a lot of thematic syncs and like emotional vibes and stuff yeah we what we kind of missed was like they didn't all start exactly when the songs started or when the big changes happened yeah but true. then they kind of caught up yeah a lot of stuff like took place in different songs as well like the thing with the on the run thing earlier yeah yeah like i want to go high i want to go higher than mouse hunt i want to i want to go like nine whoa, I whoa. Go, yeah. i don't think you've given a nine yet yeah i'm feeling really confident about this one so yeah okay that's a that's Whoa. a strong score from old jb what do you think i don't know i don't think i can give a nine unless we retroactively put moon up because okay. moon moon was very good still the that's a great scene. point oh okay yeah. should we go eight then i think we're gonna have to do eight we can give it 8.05 so it's higher than Marsan. sure okay which is us just like rewarding this film for being a better uh, film better <laughs> yeah <laughs> no actually we can't for for the record, we never rewarded based on film. Just so people are furious yeah. at that. Okay, but yeah, eight point. Wait, was it eight point zero five? Eight point zero five. Yeah, marginally higher. Okay, as in as if the little point zero five is controlling the eight. Yeah, mm. there it is. Hey. hey, the rat controlling the scores. There's little yeah. rats on top of our heads making us do this. So you know, uh, what animal would be controlling me based on my vibe? Um, and I won't hmm. get offended. Are you? Are you sure? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, I can't think of anything. Do you have a do you have an animal for yourself? I can't think of one. I mean, I'll probably say like a Labrador is controlling yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. I like you know. I need to be taken outside a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you start getting sad. Yeah. Aww. Aww. Um, yeah, I'll probably say you've got, like, a cat controlling you. Sure, okay. I would have yeah. gone something more, like, Weasley, <laughs> but... Oh, no! Something, I would, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in myself, I guess, but... Oh. Cat, I'm happy with. But I'd be, like, okay. I'd be, like, a tabby cat. I'd be, like, yeah. Not, like, a purebred cat. I'd be, like, a street cat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, like, you know, street cats are cool. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, we've all seen equally Oliver, Equally lovable. Yeah. Oh no. I'm worried this is going to transition into us watching Cats next. Oh, <laughs> uh, I weirdly, let's get to our next film. I okay. actually have worse news for you. <laughs> oh no, worse than Cats 2019. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, we've um hmm. We've, you know, we've had two sentient rodent films in a row. It's Sentient Rodent Rodent September. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of, you know, it's the talk about them and like the way they find they've all found new family and yep. stuff um it just reminded me of this little guy this little guy who found uh he found oh, a new God. family in a place you never would have thought and this little guy is uh vinnie chase and his new family was his his three bros his like entourage <laughs> that helped him in a new world <laughs> of los angeles i'm talking the beloved cinema characters of e johnny drama mm turtle oh. roger waters richard white <laughs> uh david gilmore the extended pink entourage. floyd gareth blackler james barron were all together in our entourage the movie all right 
Hell yeah. I am so sorry. That's fine. I'm ready. I'm excited. Uh, I'm ready to learn what entourage is, for one yeah. thing, um, and become part of an entourage. Uh, <laughs> assumedly. Like, I guess yeah. I get mailed, like, as soon as I watch the film, I assume I get, like, my membership card. So... Yeah, yeah. It's okay. the biggest entourage of all. Great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Until then, I guess. You oh, know? gosh. Until then, um, well, I've been Gareth Blackler. Je suis James Baron. Oh. Um, check us out on all the social media at Sink Floyd Pod, and we'll see you on the dark side of La Lune. <laughs> La Lune? <laughs> on the dark side of La Lune. <laughs> I feel like, is that right? <laughs> well, it, La Lune, La Lune, sorry, Lune is female, but La I think Pink Floyd is singing it, it's a bro moon. Okay. The big bro moon. Alright. <laughs> Goodbye. See you on the dark side of the big bro moon. On the dark side of the big bro moon. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, oh.